In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear brethren, in the Gospel of this 23rd Sunday after Pentecost, our Lord Jesus Christ performs a miracle. He raises the ruler's dead daughter to life. This transition from death to life is counterintuitive in a human sense. Yet, in the spiritual context, it is exactly what happens. In fact, it is the cornerstone of eternal life, and we depend on it. During the month of November, the Church invites us to pray for the holy souls in purgatory, so that our prayers, all our good works, all the masses that we offer for them, would shorten their temporal punishment. But November is also a time for us to meditate on death, also our own death in particular. And this should give us the spiritual awareness of eternity and um, the existence of heaven and hell. Our contemplation on the certainty of death should influence and be reflected in our life, decisions and attitudes. Because when we die, our souls live on. And ultimately, we want to live in heaven with God for all eternity. In the sermon that I delivered, I think two years ago, I told you the story of uh, something that happened to me a few years ago when I was much younger, when I was a young man. I was serving with a group of volunteers in Africa, in Gabon, in one of the, the institute missions in South Gabon, in Mayumba. And we were there, a group of around 40 people. And um, as we were bidding each other other farewell at the end of our work experience, the suggestion was made that we should say a prayer for the first among us to die. I was thinking at the time that it would be a good while before this less than joyful prayer would be answered, because we were all young and in good health. Nevertheless, just a few days after the end of the summer camp, we heard that a car crash claimed the life of one of our group. Stay awake for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the Gospel of St. Matthew. Be ready to appear to the Lord. This is a wise lesson that should guide our daily prayer life. Indeed, it should also dictate how we choose to live here on earth. And we must remember that our worldly actions have eternal consequences. Be ready. What does it mean to be ready? What could one could think he is ready once he has written his last will and sealed with his solicitor? Or again, once he has sorted out all his documents with his family members? That's important, of course, because one does not want to leave chaos in the wake, in his wake. But let me ask you a more fundamental question that is concerned with your life after you die. Will how you live your legal affairs be the object of the judgment? 
Is that really what God will judge you on first? And the response is, of course, no, it is not. The first thing God will judge is if the soul is alive. Now, you probably want to whisper, Canon, the soul is immortal, so it is always alive. Yes, this is true. It's true that while our bodies decay, our soul will live forever. But do you know as well that a soul here on earth can either be spiritually dead or spiritually alive? When a soul is in a state of grace, it is called spiritually alive. And when a soul is in a state of mortal sin, it is called spiritually dead. A soul who is spiritually alive is when the Blessed Trinity dwells in it, the life of the three divine persons. And a soul who is spiritually dead is when his soul has turned away from God in grave matter, with full consent and full knowledge. And this state of the soul is what God will judge first at the time of the separation of our souls from our bodies. What God will look at first is charity. Is there charity? Is the sanctifying grace in this soul? Does charity reside within this soul? Yes or no? This is what God will first judge. And this is called the particular judgment. Our souls will be presented before God and we will be judged on the use we have made of all the talents God gave us and how we have conducted our lives. This is the most important question. The Gospel of St. Matthew presents us a very beautiful image as well of this most important moment. It is called the parable of the ten virgins. Some of the virgins were wise and they had oil in their lamps. So when the groom came late in the night, they were all ready with lamps lit to meet him and he welcomed them. But the foolish ones were not prepared and did not have oil for the lamps. When the groom came, they missed him and heard the words, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. The oil in their lamps, or the, the lack thereof, is a symbol of charity, which is, again, the life of the three divine persons in us. This precious oil or charity can only be lost by grave sin, and this is what absolutely needs to be avoided. My dear brethren and my dear friends, we all know that we live in a world where temptations are manifold and where bad examples surround us. It could be easy to think that such incitements to sin would be reason enough to tolerate, to accept, eventually to invite sin, even tolerate grave sin close to us, close to our, our families in us. We must remember how sin is always a disobedience to God. Sin is always an offense against him 
It is the choice of our own will in preference to His. Let us think seriously today about the nearest occasion of our most frequent sin. Let us re realize the, the contrition that might be lacking in us right now. We need to constantly live in a spirit of sorrow and detestation of sin committed with a firm desire of sinning no more. These are the words that we express each time we go to confession. Saint Cyprian of Carthage wrote, when once you have departed this life, there is no longer any place for repentance, no way of making satisfaction. We read in Roman history that gladiators who were about to die used to greet the emperor with the sentence, Ave Imperator, Morituri Salutant. That means, Hail Emperor, those who are about to die salute you. Our Lord Jesus Christ is more than an earthly emperor. He is the King of Kings, He is the Lord of Lords who really invites all souls to perfect and eternal happiness in heaven. And only those who reject his mercy until the very end, until the very last moment, put themselves in a condition of self-alienation from God and then deserve eternal damnation. So, my dear brethren, this month of November, let us often prepare our own death, regardless of our condition. St. John Vianney notes, man dies once only, and upon this death depends his eternity. Let me console you and give you again this clear and so important advice. Even though we know not the day nor the hour, and we know that the Lord might come as the thief in the night, we must meditate every day on the necessity to buy more oil and trim the lamps while there is time remaining, and be ready to meet the Lord at any time. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't forget to click subscribe, and click the bell to be notified of future videos.